Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the show. We're going to jump right in at 203-333-9422. And if we can hear from you, we can make this last right through noon. 203-333-9422. Greg from Northport. Welcome to the show. What does it look like in Northport today, Greg? Good morning. Oh, good morning. It's been a while since I've spoken to you. <laughs> I know. You do those beautiful, wonderful cartoons. Are you still oh, Are you still you. drawing? I am, yes. Yeah, still <laughs> Still going crazy. It's the perfect job for over the past few years with the pandemic and everything. Because I work at home, so it's just uh, it's been good for that. But it's you know, <laughs> um, anyway, things are good in Northport, and it's it's beautiful here today. So it's a beautiful town, Northport. Beautiful yeah, place. Yeah, it is. It is. Anyway, I wanted to call. I've been wanting to call about this kind of a stranger. I know you do it every week, but uh, I just haven't had the time to get to you but i i wanted to call this week and it's kind of a it's a little story that something happened to me but um it was also not only kindness of a stranger but it also taught me two really important lessons that i try to keep in mind to this day um because it happened about 15 years ago and it was late one night i think it was a friday night i was coming home from a very long stressful day and it was before i was doing the cartooning full-time so <laughs> i was working in a bookstore and i had another job i was just starting so I was working these two jobs, and then my mother had just went into the hospital also um, that past week. So everything was really stressful. But as I walked in the door that night, I realized that my wallet was missing. So, I mean, normally that would be a big problem. But at that moment in my life with everything going on with the work and my mother in the hospital, it was just um, 
it just was like, you know, kind of <laughs> too much to deal with because you know, okay. getting a new driver's license, credit cards. Yeah. I mean, my first thought was just, you know, how am I going to have the time to even deal with this with everything else that was going on at that moment? So anyway, uh, I knew the last place I used my wallet was on the way home that night. I had stopped at like a drugstore to pick up, I don't know, toothpaste or something. But at that point, it was after 11 at night and they were closed. So I figured I'd, I'd go back first thing in the morning and see when they open, see if maybe someone had found the wallet. Um, so that's what I did. The next morning, I went down there and I asked at the front counter if anyone had found a wallet. And the cashier said, uh, yeah, one of the other cashiers had found one. And she pointed out, out to me and I went over. And sure enough, she had the wallet. And um in fact, she said they had just called me and left a message, but I'd missed it because I was on my way there. And this is mm. like still when answering machines were still right, <laughs> right, right, different technology, yeah. right. Yeah. So uh, I had missed the message, but anyway, they had it. They, there was no money missing, and it was anyway. I was so grateful and so relieved and everything with this woman cashier who's and she was so kind and warm. And but here's where like the lessons came in about this because um, I wanted to give her some money to, as a reward. But she said no, and she was really firm about this. She was said something like, I would never take money just for doing the right thing. Mm. And that, that really stuck with me. And That's and a then, beautiful let. Look at that. I would never take money for just doing the right thing. Wow. Yeah, That's yeah. profound. And that really did stick with me. You know, this is, so many people are just, you know, don't really think in that way, I guess. But no. it just. And, but then the other lesson was that I... I knew, like, you know, to her it wasn't really a big deal getting the wallet back to me. But to me at that moment with everything that was going on in my life, it was tremendous. I mean, it was such a gift to be able to go to the hospital that morning and be with my mother and go to work and not have to deal with all right. deal with the credit cards and the license yes. plates. And, yes. and I mean, my, and actually my mother, she ended up passing away a few weeks after that. So oh, that time sorry. I had to be with her was really valuable. And, um, you know, I've worked, I have worked in the past in a lot of customer service and with people. And the thing is, you never really know what's going on with people inside, the things that they could be dealing with. And where just showing someone the smallest kindness could mean the world to them. Mm -hmm. it's, you, you never know what people are going through in their lives. So, so she didn't just give you your wallet back. She gave you the gift of time with your mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she gave me that lesson, too. It was yeah. like... <laughs> But, you know, it's funny. This is just a quick postscript. Like, because I've, I've thought about that woman through the years and how grateful I was just, you know, for that day. And I always wanted to have the chance to thank her for that. But um, I just never saw her real. I didn't really. That wasn't a drugstore I would normally go to um, mm -hmm. that she worked at. But um, about two years ago, and this must have been right before the pandemic because I know it wasn't during the pandemic. I was waiting in line at a different drugstore, but it was the same chain of the. Yeah. And as I walked up to the cash register, I realized it was that woman working. Really? At least I thought it was her. And I, I asked her, did you used to work at the Huntington location? And she said, yeah. And then we got to talking. And then, and I realized it was her, definitely her. And, did and you I thank felt her funny again? bringing up this story, but I yeah. was like, I have to tell her. I just have to thank her for that right. day. So I did, and I said, I, I just wanted to tell you, you probably don't remember this, but what you did for me that day, and, and to let you know that, you know, you may not realize it, but working here, you've probably helped so many people in ways you don't even realize, and and uh, just because she was such a kind person, and just, I, I knew that she had helped a lot of people, and 
So we talked for a while, and I, as I left, like she was crying almost, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was almost crying. You made her like, day. Happy, kind of you crying made her through. day because yeah. And you know she didn't do it obviously for a thank you. She did it because right. it was the right thing to do, and that's right. her yeah. moral code of conduct, and that's what she would do. Yeah, yeah. So that just always stuck with me. And again, it's like a small story. It wasn't like a major thing, but it was just something that really, I, I just really impacted me, and you know. I just wanted to share it anyway. <laughs> no, I just think that it's so beautiful that what you took from that isn't just the wallet, but the lesson. And I think the lesson is so big. Yeah. It's so yeah. big. Yeah. So that that was, you know. <laughs> because we, I don't think we stress enough, Greg, that, you know, my, my, my father always says people always know right from wrong. Uh, but they, yeah. and so, and so sometimes they do the wrong thing. They know they're doing it, but they do it anyway. He always used to say that to me. They know they're doing it. They do it anyway. <laughs> um, right. and I that always that stuck time. with me, you know, that, that always yeah. stuck with me because, because if we remember that most of the time we do know what is right from what is wrong and we just stick to doing the right thing, uh, that's how you build a life, right? Of, of worth. That's how you yeah. build a life of worth by just doing yeah. the right thing. Yeah. Um, and it was the right thing to look you up and return your wallet. Of course it was the right thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, you know, I mean, just the fact that she, it didn't even like cross her mind like to accept money for that. It just yeah. seemed like, you know, yeah. something you just do. You just, you just do. Because yeah. she would have wanted to be treated the same way, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Right? So she would have wanted, if she lost her wallet, that someone would honestly and forthrightly return it to her and not think that they deserved a reward for that, just to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. So that was really. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> what a beautiful thing that you got to meet her again and thank her and let her feel I appreciated. Know, that was, that was oh, so great. you made her day. She felt so appreciated. Yeah. And you know what? She might have needed to hear that on that day. She might have been feeling blue. Maybe people weren't nice to her. Maybe things yeah. in her life weren't going that way well. But right. she needed to hear that message that day. And maybe yeah. that's why she cried because she needed to hear that message that yeah. day. And, you know, maybe that's another lesson, like, if you sometimes, you know, you think you don't want to tell something to someone because it just seems schmaltzy or something, you know, it's like it might be, like, too much or, you know, mm -hmm. you don't want to pay someone a compliment because, they, oh, they probably, you know, they don't care. But, you know, maybe they do, maybe it would really be big for them to hear something good, like, so. Yep. Thank you, Greg. Thanks okay. for sharing it today. It's oh. so nice to hear from you. Can you, you give too. a shout out to your site? You're such a talented cartoonist. Come on, tell everyone about you. Oh, well, it's um, Kyle's Bed and Breakfast. If, if you just Google Kyle's Bed and Breakfast or kylecomics.com, if you go, it's like, it's my comic strip and it's um, open to everyone. <laughs> well, thank you, Greg. Thank you okay. so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks thank for you. listening from Northport. Oh, thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, even though I haven't called in a while, I do listen almost every day. So oh. it's, it, your show is great, and it's such a, a light in the world that we really need. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Bye -bye. Uh, let's go to Lynn from Shelton. Hi, Lynn. Thank you for holding. We're talking about the kindness of strangers this morning. Good morning. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. This is my second time actually calling in because I love this segment so much. I want oh, to keep it going. So great. Thank I you. I thought I'd be the one to step up to the plate. Thank um, you. My story of kindness today is actually um, there is a little place in Derby. I don't know if you've ever read about it in the paper. I read the New Haven Register every day, but I also frequent this place. It's called A&M Bagels, and it's on no. 34 Derby. No, I loved I loved the name already. Go ahead, yeah. 
Oh, well, it's a husband and wife team, and yeah. I think the wife's name is Amelia, and the husband's name is Myron, and he was actually born in Ukraine. And there was an article in the paper last week, and uh, he they had a fundraiser Saturday, um, this past Saturday, and I was in there today. I wasn't able to make it to the fundraiser, but I was in there today. They opened at 7 this morning, and they're usually sold out by the time they close at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. And I was in at 10, and they only had two types of bagels left. You can't complain because all their bagels were sold out by 10 o'clock this morning. Amazing. These two types. Wow. So I asked them, I said, how did you do at the fundraiser this weekend? They raised over 22 thousand dollars really for the people of ukraine and they donated a hundred percent of that money to help the people of they ukraine. made twenty two thousand dollars worth of bagels and whatnot and food and gave all the well, money they away had, obviously yeah well they had other people i in the paper it said they were having other people um that were ukraine descent also make other baked goods to sell and they were just asking also for donations they raised $22,000. That's incredible. Yeah. That, that's and really beautiful. This place, they're, they're, these people are so kind, so nice. It's a small little place in Derby, and everybody raves about it. And, it's a and wonderful are, are, now, are you personally saying that in addition to the kindness, you want to give them a shout-out? Do they have great food? Oh, they do. And they already they told me, the lady in front of me says, this is all that's left. She said it, you know, nicely. And they said, yes, the problem is, is we're all over the news all the time. In the article in the paper last week, people line up on the weekends. They line up before they, they open up their doors at 7 a.m. Wow. That Their bagels are amazing. I didn't know that there were amazing bagels in Connecticut. I'll be honest with you. You have to go try it. Okay. Well, it's so heavily high it. in so gluten. I, I love the taste, but honestly, I can't digest it anymore. Lynn. Okay. But I can have it in my freezer for everybody who wants to come. If it isn't for me, it can be for all my loved ones because everybody loves a good baby. There you go. There you go. So I just wanted to say I I just also want to thank the kindness. They're so kind there. The woman that works at the desk, she always has a smile on her face. And they're just such nice people. And I enjoyed – this was my special time today to go on Friday. And uh, I ended up getting a half dozen bagels. I'll put half in the freezer to give to my daughter. And uh, I just finished one, and now I'm going to take my dog out for a walk. What kind of bagel do you like? What, what's your favorite kind of bagel? Well, there it is their cheese and jalapeno bagel, bagel but they didn't have it today. But wow. my favorite bagel there is probably just a whole wheat bagel. Interesting. Okay, so you're not a purist in the in the world of bagels, because to <laughs> no, me, to, to me, the purest bagel right would be somebody who either likes plain. Or with sesame, which is my fa- my father's favorite, or with poppy, but watch it in case you have to take a drug test because you'll t- show up, you know, positive for opiates, which happened to right. my cousin. True story. <clears throat> or, um, or the everything bagel, which is my daughter's favorite, where they throw on salt, sesame, poppy. I think that's it. Salt, sesame, poppy, and they and they put it all together, and that's you know what she does. She takes that everything bagel mix and she throws it on top of a challah. And she makes what she calls an everything challah. It's unbelievable. It's divine. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. I could imagine. That's having really so good. Yummy. That's well, thank you, Lynn, so for the call. And thank and thanks for um, letting us know about this wonderful store and their efforts on behalf of Ukraine. Thank you.
Well, thank you so much for your segment. Every day I listen. I'm retired now. I retired on December 29th. You did? Um, what you used to do? I was a registered respiratory therapist at Yale. Get out. For four, And I worked for 42 years as a therapist. <gasps> Lynn, and you, so you made it through COVID and then you said, I'm done. I can't do this anymore? I couldn't do it anymore. I have rheumatoid arthritis and I made it through COVID. I did not get COVID. And so I retired on the 29th at the age of 62 and a half. And the mm. next day I got a puppy. Oh, you did? What kind of puppy? Yeah. I have a miniature Australian Labradoodle. And oh. she, her name is Gracie, because by the grace of God, I made it through COVID at work. And I named her Gracie. And she is amazing. And what you said before about dogs, you know, hugging and, and everything, she has brought me the the a most amount of joy I've ever had in my life. It's amazing, I love right? Her. I love her. It's amazing it's with amazing. the dog. I know. Yeah. Do I want to ask if you're married so your husband takes a second I'm married. seat? Yeah, I'm married. Course, and my husband right. never had a pet. Right. And oh. he loves the dog. Oh, he, he must be so in love with the dog. You know, it's interesting about men. My husband grew up with bigger dogs, German Shepherds, and beautiful golden retrievers and everything else. But he, Bill, became allergic to dogs and they're shedding hair. So when I did my research, I went with Bichons because they're the perfect breed for my lifestyle. They're not too big. They're not too small. They can still jump on the bed, but they don't need a lot of exercise every day. For me, it wouldn't be good to have a dog that needed a tremendous amount of romping. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Bill, when we first got our dog, it was a small little thing. And he was like, I don't know if I'm going to attach to small dogs. Meantime, it's now 30-plus years that we've had Bichons. I mean, this is his whole life is devoted to the dogs. And I mean it. It's literally <laughs> his whole life is devoted to the dogs. So I think, yeah. I, think, I think men very easily attach once the dog is in their home, you know, once, once oh, they're there. Yes. Yeah, my husband's been wonderful. But he's yeah. off at work all day, so, right. um, oh, so you Grace get your meets him at the top of the stairs. Oh, yeah, at the top nice. of the stairs, there's that garage open. And she just jumps up whatever she's doing and can't wait for Daddy to be here. What a gr- so it's a it's a mini Aussie, yeah, miniature, miniature Australian Labradoodle. So what what is so that? What color? Uh, she's white with a little bit of tan markings. Okay. She's absolutely beautiful. I bet she's beautiful. She's sitting right underneath the table for me right now, waiting for me patiently to take her out for a walk. Oh, well, have a good time. I don't want to keep Gracie waiting. Thank you, Lynn. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Lisa. Continue with the great, great show that you have. I really appreciate what you do. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. We'll be right back with more of the Lisa Wexler Show coming up, 203-333-9422. You've read and heard from all the others. Now, the real story on today's biggest topics. The Lisa Wexler Show on WICC 600 AM and 107.3 FM. So welcome back to the show. I don't know what you're doing this weekend. Let me tell you what I'm doing tentatively, tentatively. So I think I told you my kids are in Israel with COVID, and they still are, and they still have it. Um, And while it's been a mild case... Um, Joanna felt a little heaviness on her chest. So we have here, we have mucinex, which has guanifacine in it, which is like a thinner of mucus, but it's prescription only in Israel. So we're trying to figure out a way to get her to have it, but otherwise she's okay. No fever, anything. And hopefully they'll be home by Tuesday. We'll see. We're going to continue with 
your calls at 203-333-9422. Gloria from Westport. Good morning, Gloria. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Uh, what I wanted to basically say, uh, can you hear me well? I have your yes. speaker? Okay. Yes. Uh, first, I want to go back to the supermarkets. Yes, I agree. Every store has something to offer. No one store has everything. So I totally agree with you on that. Uh, the other thing is, um, as far as dogs are concerned, uh, our dog kept, my mother's dog kept her alive. Really? That kept her alive. And after the dog passed, shortly after she passed, it was the oh dog my. that kept her alive. So um, I also wanted to say your husband, Bill, my husband was in the Army. He was uh, uh, in charge of guard, guiding, uh, guarding missile silos, and he worked and trained with German shepherds and never thought he'd have anything else. When we first got married, I, he kind of, like, didn't want a dog right away because I was into small dogs and poodles. But eventually, he we did get small dogs, and now he loves them. Right. And right. so, similar to Bill. Yes. So yes. In that way. Uh, but dogs, the dogs get under your heart very quickly. It doesn't take long. I totally agree with that. Totally, totally agree. You know, it's interesting about these stories from Ukraine. It seems like the people in Ukraine are very attached to their animals. We're seeing a lot of stories of people who are leaving with their cats, leaving with their dogs. Uh, They're only leaving their pets behind if, you know, they absolutely have to, like, you know, otherwise in pet shelters. People, I saw stories of a man who said that he will not leave his pet shelter no matter what. They'll have to bomb him. He will never abandon his pets. I think that the Ukrainian people are very devoted to their animals. I agree. I agree. I've heard many stories also on the news in regards to that. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Gloria. Thanks for the call today. Okay. Thank you. 203-333-9422. We can always find kindness stories when we think about our animals too, right? And they do. They keep us alive. They Sometimes they literally keep us alive in the sense of our love for them or our need to take care of them and are not, are, are not willing to allow anyone else to take care of them. So will stay on to make sure that they are taken care of. And then sometimes if they pass, and I guess Gloria was basically saying her mom felt that she could leave this planet. 203-333-9422. So I was going to tell you that there is a Jewish holiday coming up this weekend. And uh, this is one of the holidays. It's called Purim, Chag Purim. I want, you want me to sing the song? Chag Purim, Chag Purim, Chag Adol HaYehudim. Anyway, it is, a, it is a holiday that comes from the book of Maccabees, which is a book about the story of Queen Esther and King Ahasuerus and the wicked Queen Vashti. And it's a story about and Mordechai, and it's a story about how Esther, who was not a queen at the time, um, finagled her way into being the king's favorite. And as a result of her own, and I'm shortcutting, as a result of her own behavior, she was able to save the people, the Jewish people, from the decree that was issued by Haman, which we call in English Haman, uh, who had decreed that he would kill, he would eradicate all the Jewish people. This happened in Persia at the time. And so the holiday of Purim celebrates a holiday where once again, the Jewish people tell themselves the story, and it's a true one, that they were that there was a concerted effort to try and eradicate the Jewish people from the face of the earth, and it failed, and we survive. 
And those stories that we tell ourselves, those powerful stories that become extraordinary myths. And when I say myths, I don't mean that they're not true, but I mean they're larger than life. Those stories that we tell ourselves of our culture and our heritage, of whatever group we are, about being the David versus the Goliath and summoning the will to survive and the guts and sometimes the conniving and sometimes the scheming, but what it takes to survive are the stories we tell ourselves that prop us up, that support us, that give us a morale boost. And President Zelensky of Ukraine grew up with the story of Purim because he's a Jewish man, and he knows that we'll be celebrating the holiday this weekend. And in his inner core, he knows about the survival of the Jewish people and the survival of the Ukrainian people. And I think that he is a unique historical figure right now, uh, and we should look on him with admiration and pray for him and for the Ukrainian people to be victorious in their fight against Russia. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 